When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. We made it through January, folks, but uh, yeah, we are now going to have to make our way through February. Hope you had a decent weekend because... What joy it is walking round the block again and going for another walk. And I don't know how many conversations you can realistically have with your own husband and child about the same things because you've done nothing new for, for over a month. But um, we're all in the same boat on that front, are we not? But um, I hope you're well this morning. Lots to talk about. Uh, lots of uh, big, big news events happening overnight, indeed. And joining me to chat about all of those uh, big stories, James Price. He's a former government advisor. He's now at Hanover Communications. Good morning to you, James. Morning. Good thank morning. you for having me. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Let, let's talk about Sir Tom first. He's on the front of most of the front pages. The Sun, pray for Tom. Uh, there's a picture on the front page of the Times, the, the Telegraph, the, the Mail. I think uh, the, the Guardian, the Mirror. In fact, I don't think, no, Express. I think I think uh, even, even the Star. Um, he, I mean, he is a national treasure. If ever there was anyone who was a national treasure, it is uh, Captain Sir Tom Moore. Um, 100 years old. He's been treated uh, for pneumonia for the last few weeks. Uh, he's now tested positive for COVID. He's had uh, difficulty breathing. And his daughter, Hannah, um, tweeted out yesterday that uh, uh, he was now in hospital. Uh, he was receiving great treatment. And, and I think, I've got to be honest, I think it's one of those moments where the nation just has a little sort of jolt and a, a little bit of a stomach-turning-over moment, um, just worrying about his health. Never met him. Just think he's just a wonderful man. I'm pretty sure the entire nation feels the same way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of those, as you say, a wake-up call that we're not out of the woods yet and that, that things can still be very dangerous out there. Um, although I've got to say 100 not out is a pretty good yeah. uh, uh, inning so far, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all credit. I have to say my first thought when I saw it was he's beaten better, better enemies than COVID. And it does need to be pointed out that he has been treated for pneumonia for the last few weeks and had difficulty breathing. I'm not making a, a political point, but he's now tested positive for COVID. But of course, it's not clear uh, which of those he's actually being treated for at the moment. Um, I have to say, I did see some particularly nasty uh, comments on Twitter. Uh, a number of people with, with thousands of likes saying, well, if he hadn't gone to Barbados with his family and December, while everyone else was at home, maybe he wouldn't be ill now. Uh, pointing out the fact that actually he left for Barbados on a family holiday early in December, completely legally, completely safely, COVID tests and all that to get on the plane and get into the country. And uh, and, and and frankly, after the year he's had and everyone else has had, um, why the hell shouldn't he uh, have gone on holiday? Well, absolutely. I think it reminds me of what David Cameron used to say about what too many tweets make. I won't share yes. the exact word because it's a family show, but I think it just shows us some other silly people on Twitter. And uh, as you say, he's beaten some worse odds, right? Actual Nazis, not just someone who says <laughs> something that goes against the prevailing orthodoxy, yes. some student somewhere, but actual Nazis. So good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll keep you up to date on any new developments on, on, on that. Um, uh, let's also talk about other events overnight before we get to uh, other COVID uh, happenings here. And that is... Myanmar, uh, where we have seen a military coup overnight. Aung San Suu Kyi, uh, the de facto leader, uh, effectively deposed the military, saying that they, I mean, this sounds horribly familiar, people, uh, they don't accept the results of the last election. They consider them to be fraudulent. I mean, pff, and that would never happen anywhere in the Western world, would it? Uh, and uh, they've imposed emergency powers for one year uh, as part of that military coup. Um I have to say, I mean, you sort of think, well, this is an outrage, it's a terrible thing. I'm living the way we do right now, I don't think anything surprises me anymore. No, absolutely not. There's a lovely way to segue between the two stories, by the way, which is that apparently uh, in the Second World War, Captain Tom was stationed out in, in Burma, where oh. he survived getting dengue fever. So 
That's the same. Being, being worst enemies. I mean, exactly. I mean, Aung San Suu Kyi was the darling, uh, you know, of, of freedom fighters everywhere, and turned out really not to be quite such the freedom fighter many of us had, uh, had hoped she was. But um, I mean, you know, be- better than a military coup, would we say? I'm, I'm, I'm preferring. But uh, we are seeing the political leaders, uh, including Aung San Suu Kyi, have been detained once again uh, by the military. There, um, it's not like when she was in power, she particularly stood up to them, and she has actually been accused of being involved in. Uh, in, in, in genocide uh, as well. So, I mean, you know, she, she's not covered herself in glory. But um, the, the thing is, realistically, what is the world going to do about this? And the answer would come surely a resounding nothing. Well, that's exactly it. And I suspect it will surprise absolutely nobody, especially after the terrible aggression of the last couple of years towards Hong Kong, towards Australia and Taiwan, and of course, unleashing COVID on the world, that why is it that these generals are able to do and act with such impunity? Mm. It's because they're being backed by the Communist Party of China, of course. And until we stand up to them, you're going to see these sorts of horrible little dictators be supported all around the world. Yeah, indeed. And again, also Russia. Um, let's, uh, Let's not ignore what happened in Russia yesterday. Demonstrations, protests around the country... I mean, in many, many cities, 5,000 plus arrests uh, uh, at anti-Putin protests. Uh, this all in the wake of the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, returning to the country after being uh, uh, attempted to be murdered with a, uh, a poison uh, by uh, people, let's face it, working on behalf of Vladimir Putin. We know he's got form in this. The government has condemned uh, this. And I've just, I've just, I just think it was pretty bizarre. Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab uh, called on Russia to release those protesters and they included actually, and she was later released, uh, Navalny's wife, Yulia, um, saying that they've been detained simply for expressing their dissent. Um, is he aware of lockdown protests in the UK and people being arrested simply for expressing their dissent? I mean, the the irony of 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 a of a government in the UK complaining about this in, in the circumstances in which we live, where protesting is also illegal. I I I find a little bit bizarre. Well, I, although I think the, the perhaps the slight difference is that uh, these protests in Russia were also completely illegal and, and stopped by force, even when there was no cor- uh, coronavirus out there in the air. But I think it's important that, that Britain stands up and makes, uh, you know, sets an example for all these kinds of people out there. This is always the problem that yep. too often you'll now see sort of freedom protest movements, all these sorts of things. And the West does nothing. You see in Ukraine, we didn't do nearly enough and get involved. Yep. We did in Russia. Certainly and frankly, the European we're, we're Union fairly, didn't. Well, I mean, let's not, I'm sure we'll get on to, sure to that lack of, lack of democracy. Um, but, you know, we have, to, we have to stand up for these sorts of people and stop turning blind eyes to um, all the, the sort of dodgy Russian money that's swilling around in our country, especially in London. Yeah. And, and that's how a lot of these people are able to do some of these things. So I think it's Arkady Rotenberg, if, um, if I remember right, who is, is pretending that he owns this huge Putin palace that's the, the, the cause of so much anger. It's this sort of billion pound super yeah. palace on the coast somewhere. Um, and, you know, a lot of that money will have been swilling through London and we did yeah. nothing about it because it's cheap and easy to help us and rather than standing up to do the right thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we, I mean, London's property market and financial centre has been living off a Russian uh, dodgy billions for, for many, many years now. Um, let's move on to the European Union, shall we? I have to say, Friday night, it was 
absolutely extraordinary. Coming as it did, by the way, just uh, just ahead of yesterday's anniversary of us leaving uh, the European Union. I mean, this this time last year, I was nursing a, a, a horrific hangover after after being up for twenty three hours, addressing crowds in uh, in Parliament Square and attending every party that could possibly happen uh, to celebrate us leaving the EU. And I mean, it was a wonderful, wonderful evening. Into the transition period, of course, but uh, that was the big deed. Um, really extraordinary moments. Um, and yet, you know, two days before that anniversary, we had the, I mean, I say extraordinary, but again, should we be shocked by anything that happens anymore? We had the European Commission having said for a whole years and years, you know, they were absolutely horrified by the idea of a hard border in Northern Ireland and how it should never come about, which is why Brexit was so terrible. Uh, and yet there they were imposing a hard border temporarily, but nevertheless, uh, in, in citing uh, Article 16 of the Northern Ireland Protocols uh, to basically put a hard border to stop vaccines uh, travelling from the Republic of Ireland into the North, Northern Irish Territory. Um, because in a fit of peak over the fact that they'd signed a really useless and very late contract with AstraZeneca and weren't going to get enough of their they were having a battle over the fact that their incompetence and 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 lack of organisation and bureaucratic style, which and and their poor contract signing with a private company, and they decided to take it out on Britain. Um, is this a taste of things to come, and is this something we should be wary of? I've spent all weekend working out how it, exactly it was I was going to be able to, to talk about this, but I still find myself completely flummoxed by whatever the the, the chain of thought uh, processes were that led the EU to act in this way. I think that uh, as a lever like you, I've been kind of conditioned over the last couple of years um, by the, the kind of constant barrage of how uh, stupid we were as Brexiters and how um, what Brexit was going to cause World War Three and super gonorrhea and all these sorts of horrible, <laughs> ridiculous claims. So to think that, oh, it's, of course, it's going to be a bad thing. And we just need to get get it done because the, you know, the will of the people is important. And I kind of forgot all the very good arguments about Brexit, about us getting rid of this stupid organisation that doesn't care about the clearly now the welfare of its own people so much as as aggregating power to itself. And it's just so weirdly wonderful to be all of our kind of fears and, 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 and assumptions to be confirmed and just how awful the organisation is becoming. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. We know that lots of the bigger countries in mean, France, Germany, Italy and others, they had actually done a deal with AstraZeneca, to do the deal. And then it was uh, it was Angela Merkel back in May when we did ours, uh, May last year. Uh, and, and it was uh, Angela Merkel who, who then said, actually, no, no, we'll let the European Commission handle it. Took them another three months. They they didn't sign any contracts. We had all of our contracts signed by August and their first one wasn't signed to August. They clearly didn't know how to sign a decent contract contract because none of them have any sense uh, and they're all just sort of you know European gravy trainers so they didn't have watertight things like the fact that we you know I mean look I, I am the first to criticize this government when they've got things wrong but I'm the first to praise them when they get things right and they've done really good jobs so far on the rollout of the vaccine but the crucial thing they did was to purchase the vaccine and to build up capacity the reason why we've got a load of capacity for AstraZeneca vaccine production in the UK is because we spent tens and tens and tens of millions of pounds building up that capacity because they, they, there was forethought there by Kate Bingham and apparently Jonathan Van Tam uh, was someone who, who really thought this through as well. And it, it is extreme for them to then lash out at us. Um, I mean, we, we will debate later in the show. Do you think that we should, in an act of vaccine diplomacy, hand over some of our vaccine supplies, whether to the whole of the EU or to Ireland specifically, before all of our vulnerable people have had their second dose, or indeed for, before every adult in the UK has been offered uh, both doses? Should we do that just as an act of vaccine diplomacy? Or should we say, frankly, you know, you, know, you made your bed, you lie in it? 
It's a huge question. I mean, and first of all, it, it's absolutely no surprise to probably so many of your listeners that a bunch of uh, unelected apparatchiks sat in Brussels had no idea how to sign a decent contract. I'm not sure that would surprise anybody yeah. at all. And you contrast it to the ways you just mentioned Kate Bingham. Mm. You know, she was what, a, a venture capitalist who got a bunch of private sector experts in to make mm. all of this work. Um, and didn't quibble on price because, you know, the sooner we get out of this mess, the sooner the economy gets going again. It's the best return on investment we'll ever be able to spend any money on almost ever. Yeah. Um, signed up to loads of these these different vaccines that might work as a kind of venture capitalist style, secured loads of great deals and are well ahead of it all. And I think, you know, it, it's it's the perfect model of how Brexit Britain should operate on the global scale. And I think the other the part of that is exactly as you say, that we should be incredibly generous with having got this stuff right. Yep. William Pitt, when we, we beat the French off for the first time, said that England has saved itself by its efforts and I trust saved Europe by its example. And I think that example, certainly with the Irish, of helping vaccinate them will go uh, and do wonders for our kind of global standing on the world stage and to help yeah. the poor people of Europe who are suffering there under the that. EU just as much as You're we right. were. My, my, I, don't, I don't like the Irish government because they actually acted to try and stop Brexit from happening and, and, and the enactment of a, of a democratic result in this country. But the Irish people shouldn't risk their elderly people dying of this virus as a result as a punishment. So yeah, fair point. Uh, we'll debate this and many more stories throughout the show. Lots more to talk about, including uh, uh, with this amazing vaccine rollout we've seen over the weekend, uh, whether or not that means means that we can get schools back soon or, as some scientists are calling for, lockdown to continue until May at the earliest, social distancing for another year. I told you they'd be demanding that, didn't I? This is Talk Radio. Don't forget to catch me live tomorrow morning from 6.30 on DAB, Smart Speaker and online at talkradio.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.